back in August, uh, my wife and myself, uh, we celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary. And uh, for a little treat, we, we uh, went away to New York for the weekend. Probably spending a lot too much money and still paying for that right now. But uh, one of the things that we went to see, we went to see uh, uh, The Lion King. And if you ever get to see a Broadway show, then go see The Lion King. It's like the best show ever. Uh, it will bankrupt you to see it, but it's worth it. Trust me. Uh, and then one of the songs in The Lion King, and, and guys, close your ears to this, but girls, I kind of like the musical songs and things like that. Don't tell the guys. And uh, I like the songs in The Lion King. So, you know, I'm there. I, I didn't tear up or anything like that. So I'm okay. But one of the songs I like in there is called The Circle of Life. And in The Circle of Life, you, you, when you see the show, everybody comes out, all the animals come out, and it kind of gives you, like, goose pimples or your, your hairs stand up on the ends when, when you're watching it. All these animals come out, and, and it's basically talking about that in, in life there is this one big circle, and the, uh, the lions chase the zebras, uh, the zebras eat the, I don't know what, they eat, the rodents or something, or they eat the grass, and every, everything has a cycle in life. And when I was, I was listening to this, I was thinking, wow, this is just like us humans, We have a cycle in life that we go through. And there's sometimes there's good times in our lives, sometimes there's bad times. There was a man in the Bible called Solomon who was a very wise man. And he wrote a book called Ecclesiastes. And in Ecclesiastes, he said, there is a time for everything under heaven. He says there is a time for good and there is a time for bad. There is a time for plenty and there is a time for famine. There is a time for life and there is a time for death. And as we're looking at, at, the, at, the, at the character of Abraham and the life of Abraham, we can see that in Abraham's life, and we discovered last week, that this man went through a circle in his life, or a time in his life, where he went through extreme faith. Faith just rose up within him. He decided to get up, leave his family, go to a country he had never been before, go to a place he did not know where he was going, and step out in faith for God. And this caused God to bless. Abraham in such an incredible way. It also caused Abraham to, uh, to, 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 to bless his, his children. And the generations that followed were blessed because Abraham was such a great man of faith. And I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible and I see the Bible and I hear of Abraham, I think of this man who was just kind of like, not human, but not God, like halfway in between, because he was such a great man of faith. I'm thinking, how could I ever have the faith that this man has? But when you start to look into the life of Abraham and the story of Abraham and read in the book of Genesis some of the things that happened, this man failed in so many ways. And the reason he failed in so many ways is because something called fear gripped his life. Something called fear gripped his life. You know, in the circle of life, There is a time where we have a lot. And I would say about 10 years ago, the United States was in a time or circle where they had a lot in their lives. The people of America were very wealthy. People were buying homes that really they probably couldn't afford, but it was a time when everybody had so much. But then fast forward eight years later, and suddenly we go into a slump into a recession, and suddenly that times of plenty has become a time of famine. 
And famine is coming all around us. And yeah, we still go to the supermarket and we still have things on the shelves to eat. But when we start looking at our bank balances and our retirements and and the opportunities that we have around, suddenly we realize we are in a time of famine. Maybe not like the time that uh, in the 80s when we saw all the famine that was in Africa, but we were in our own personal famine where suddenly we had a lot, but now we had hardly anything. And famine is part of life. It's not something that's rare. Famine will come in life. In the circle of life, there is a season for famine. There is a season when we do not have much. And people go through times when they don't have much money. They, don't, they go through times when they don't have much energy for the day ahead. They go through times when opportunities just seem to disperse and go away and there's no opportunities around. There's times when they feel that they have nothing and nothing is going right for them. They're in a time of famine. And the problem with famine is famine brings on fear. The reason it brings on fear is because when we step into a time or a season of famine when we don't have much, suddenly we go from one road to another and this road that we're on, this road where where famine is, we're on a collision course with fear. It's like we're driving on the highway and fear is just coming straight ahead of us and we're on this collision course. And fear is basically this. Fear is an emotion experienced in anticipation of some specific pain or danger. And I believe that fear is the exact opposite to faith. And in the time of famine, there is a battle that goes on in your life between fear and faith. The fear that we do not have enough versus the faith that God will provide for us. And the problem is with so many of us, and myself included, is when this battle takes place between fear and faith, Suddenly, fear always wins over. Because fear always seems so much stronger than faith. And this great man, Abraham, who was such a man of faith, went through a time in his life when fear suddenly gripped his life, gripped his heart, gripped his mind. And he went through a time where suddenly faith was destroyed. And I believe even the greatest person of faith can suddenly become the smallest person of faith when fear grips their life. Abraham first suffered a fear of famine. And it it snowballed and snowballed and it resulted in his life making all these unwise choices. And the problem is Abraham didn't deal with these fears. He just repeated them over and over again in his life. He made the same mistakes, the same unwise choices, because fear had gripped his heart and it didn't let go. And what he needed, he needed a faith intervention. He needed faith to make war against fear, but it never happened in Abraham's life. So let's take a quick look this morning about how fear gripped Abraham's life and what we can learn from it. If you have your Bibles with you, if you want to turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And we first see here that fear caused Abraham to step out of the place that God had told him to be. Fear had caused Abraham to step out of the place that God had told him to be. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 10, it says this. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan forcing Abraham to go down 
to Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. It didn't seem much. But Abraham lived in a a place called Canaan. He was told by God to go to this foreign land, into this place called Canaan. This was the land he was going to give to him. This was the land that God was going to bless Abraham in. This was the land that God had for Abraham. But suddenly a famine came over that land. And Abraham was a very wealthy man. He had a lot of servants. He had a lot of cattle. He had a lot of family. And he had to feed all of them. And when the time of famine came, suddenly there was not enough food to feed all the people. So what did Abraham do? Being a smart businessman, he says, okay, we're going to think outside the box. We're going to get from this place and we're going to go to somewhere where there is lots of food. Where there's a big harvest. So Abraham tells everybody, pack up, we're leaving. We're going to a place called Egypt because there's lots of food in Egypt. And fear, I believe, if it does one thing, it's this. Fear causes us to doubt God in times of trouble or in times of hardship. Or it even doubts that we've ever heard from God in those times of hardship. So Abraham was told to go to the land of Canaan because this was the land of promise. But in a few short months, Abraham has gone or stepped out of the place that God has for him. And he started going down to the land of Egypt. And so for you and me, this would be a no-brainer. You know, in the middle of summer, we look throughout Harford County, we look at all the fields and we see the corn just growing and, and, uh, and, and just growing and growing. And there's lots of crabs and there's lots of corn to eat, right? And then suddenly winter comes and you suddenly start to see all the fields and they're bare and the crabs are like, water when you open them they crush and they're no good because it's a time or season where it's not a harvest season and in the times in the summer we look around and we think there is so much why would anyone not want to live in Maryland why would anyone not want to live in Harvard County and then suddenly the snow comes and the fields are bare and we suddenly think hmm Florida seems so much nicer at this time of year than Hartford County. And that's because suddenly in the times of famine, we want to look to where there is a lot more going on or there is plenty more. And so for Abraham, this just seemed like a wise choice. It seemed the most logical choice. And so often when fear hits our heart, fear comes in the form of reason. And the reason was this, Abraham, you don't have enough at this place to feed your family Go and find a place where you can feed your family. But the difference with reason, and we live in a life of faith, is that reason will chase after anything that this world is saying that needs to happen. Faith is a life that chases after God. And no matter what happens in this world, no matter what famines may come, we stay with what God told us to do. And Abraham had been told by God to go to Canaan. But yet fear gripped his life because suddenly he realized, I may not have enough to feed my family. And the problem with famine, famine often comes in our lives when we don't have enough and we try to take matters into our own hands. But when famine comes, it does not mean that you should take matters into your own hands. When famine comes, it means that you should start to look to God. And for Abraham, Abraham made the first mistake. And this was 
going out of the place that God had told him to go to. And suddenly it starts snowballing. And I tell you today, if God has told you to do something, if you have stepped down in faith and God has spoken to you, however he may have spoken to you, stick to it. Don't let the famine uh, affect your decision. Stick to it. Because if God has told you to do something, God will see you through. And there may be just a season of famine when there's maybe not enough, but there is a coming, a season of harvest where those opportunities will come for you. God has spoken to you. Believe what God has said. I believe it is better to be in a place of famine under God's protection than it is to be in a place of harvest or plenty when you're not under God's protection. And so Abraham moved under God's protection. And he went down to Egypt. Seems logical. But then if you turn to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 11 and 13. We see suddenly, because fear, Abraham has let fear into his heart. Suddenly it has snowballed. And now that fear has turned to anxiety. And in in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 11, it says, As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abraham said to Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Let's kill him, then we can have her. So please tell them that you are my sister, then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. Abraham went through a time when suddenly he became very anxious. And what anxiety is, anxiety is that is um, an abnormal sense of fear. It's a sense of nervousness. It's a sense of apprehension about something that might happen in the future. And I tell you, anxiety is something that is not natural. It is abnormal. But every one of us sometimes deals with anxiety. I've dealt with it in my life. And the times I've dealt with it is when I've let fear suddenly take over from faith. And Abraham was marching down with all his tribe, all his cattle and his wife to Egypt. And they could see Egypt in the distance. And suddenly anxiety gripped Abraham's life. And he suddenly started looking at his wife and thinking, wow, she's hot. I'm like, I'm not. Those guys are going to want her and they're going to get to me, and they're going to try to take me out so they can get to her. Suddenly All these fears started filling Abraham's life. And Abraham suddenly started realizing, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to devise a plan. So that they don't kill me, we're going to let them have you. We're going to let them take you and we're going to pretend that we're brother and sister. And then they're going to come and and if any of the men want you, then they can have you. But it's going to spare my life. Suddenly he started becoming very anxious that he was going to be taken out. That they were going to murder him. That they were going to kill him. And this anxiety led to make an incredibly unwise choice. I mean, can you believe what jerk of a guy would do that to his wife? I mean, come on. But Abraham did. This is a great man of faith, Abraham. But yet fear had gripped his life. And anxiety suddenly was, was causing him to make these crazy, unwise choices. And I believe that fear is something that everyone deals with. Every one of us deal with fear. But if we do not treat or, 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 uh, or take care of our fears, suddenly they're going to result in anxieties. 
And I know, before we started this church, we started September of just this last year. And there were days when I would become so anxious. So anxious, I'm like, who's going to come? Are we going to have enough money? Where are we going to meet? Every day I'd wake up, I'd just become really anxious. And it would start affecting me. Affecting me in crazy ways. And the reason was, is because suddenly I let all these voices of fear, of this is going to happen, this is going to happen, overtake the place where God had said, Alex, I want you to go and start a church. And I said, yes, God, I'm going to do it in faith. But yet suddenly, in the course of a few months, fear had gripped my heart and I became anxious. And I had to get to a place where I realized, no, God has called me to do this. God has asked me to do this. God will take care of me and God will take care of us. But Abraham did not think that way. And the next thing we know that they've gone into Egypt and the men did look at at Sarah and realize, wow, she really was a hottie. And so they decided, okay, who wants her? So Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, inquired about this young girl or this young woman, Sarah. And Abraham said, she's my sister. You can have her. So next thing we know, Sarah is now living in the palace with the Pharaoh. Could you imagine this man? This man, this great man of faith, has suddenly gone from being a place of of just God just shouting his glories, saying this is a man of faith, to now living in a foreign land where God had never told him. Now he's separated from the place that God had him, And now he's separated from his family. And now he's separated from his wife. All because he did not let fear, or he let fear suddenly get a grip of his life. Suddenly, Pharaoh found out. The next thing we know, Pharaoh's kicked them out. And he says, go, get out of here. And then a few years later, something else happens. And in Genesis chapter 20, And verse 1 and 2, it says this. And we're not sure how many years later, but I'm probably estimating it's it's probably about five years later. It says, Abraham moved south to the Negev and lived for a while between Kedesh and Shur. And then he moved on to Geria. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife Sarah by saying, She is my sister. So King Ablimimech of of Gerah sent for Sarah and had her brought to him in the palace. Years later, the same mistake that Abraham made, he made again. Why? Because Abraham never dealt with his fear. And if you do not deal with your fears, they will come and they will rise and they may go away, but they will stay there. And there will become a time again when they will come and they will hit you again and again and again. Abraham made unwise choices and they snowballed. And suddenly, this man of faith gone into a place of fear and anxiety. And anxiety will cause you to make unwise choices. It will make you, cause you to make uncalculated choices. Anxiety will haunt you forever. And this is why it's so important to live a life of faith. And let faith rise within you. Because faith destroys fear. 
and without fear, anxiety have no place in your life. Finally, we see Abraham. He didn't just go out. Fear just didn't cause him to go out of the place that God had for him. It didn't just cause him to become very anxious about life. Fear also caused Abraham to become selfish. And selfishness hurts other people. Selfishness hurts other people. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 14 to 20, it says this. And sure enough, when Abraham arrived in Egypt, everybody noticed Sarah's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sung her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into the palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abraham many gifts because of her, sheep and goats and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abraham's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abraham and accused him sharply. What have you done to me, he demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? And allow me to take her wife. Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them and sent Abraham out of the country along with his wife and all his possessions. And what I see here is that Abraham's fear gripped his life and it caused Abraham to become selfish. And because Abraham became selfish, he started looking at his own life. It not only affected now his wife Sarah, but it affected Pharaoh and all the people of Egypt. Now God was sending a plague upon Egypt because Pharaoh had let fear grip his heart. And then in Genesis chapter 20 and verse... Uh, And verse uh, 11, it says, Abraham replied, I thought this was a godless place. They will want my wife and kill me to get her. I mean, how selfish can you be? I mean, he's giving away his wife so he can save his own life. I'm like, I don't know, if I see the movies, it's all about the guy, you know, chivalry and all that sort of stuff. But this guy, he gave away his wife so that he could save his own life. What a jerk says, I thought this was a godless place. They will want to take my wife and kill me to get her. And she really is my sister, for we both have the same father. Okay, that's a little weird. We'll pass over that one. It says, and I married her. But when God called me to leave my father's home and travel to a place, I told her, do me a favor. Whenever you go, tell the people that I am your brother. And in verse 17 of Genesis 20. It says, then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech's wife, his wife, and his servants, so that they could have children. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile because of what uh, had happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. I'm not saying if you disobey God and you become selfish that suddenly plagues are going to come all over Maryland. But you will hurt other people. And when you let fear grip your heart, it results in anxiety. And then anxiety starts resulting in selfishness. And selfishness will hurt other people, not just yourself. And you will look at your life and think, wow, what did my life become? All because one day Abraham decided, 
man, I'm going to have food to feed my family. It was a logical thing to do, to go to Egypt. But yet, you see how fear snowballed. And suddenly, Abraham went through a life of hurts and hurting other people. So not only did he hurt his wife, but he hurt the people of the country he was staying in at the time. This man disrespected his wife. He disrespected his wife. And I'll be honest, I don't have much time for guys who disrespect their wives at all. Because people who disrespect their wives and wives who disrespect their husbands are people who have probably let selfishness come into their life. Marriage is all about being unselfish. What can I do for you? Not what can you do for me? Abraham said to Sarah, this is what you can do for me. Instead of saying, Sarah, what can I do for you? All because fear had gripped his life. This great man of faith. I think when you think of Abraham, he is a man of faith. But yet fear had gripped his heart. And he went from one problem after another. His fear was a genuine fear. He wanted to feed his family. And every one of us, we would have had the same fear. We probably would have made the same choice as Abraham. But the problem is, Abraham let his fear grow out of all proportions. Instead of holding on to the promise that God had for him, he suddenly started looking, okay, what can I do to make sure I feed my family? And fear is part of being a human being. But when fear comes, if we are people of faith, then we need to let our faith rise and let our faith destroy our fears. The Apostle Paul, he told a young pastor called Timothy, he says, Timothy, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but instead He's given you a spirit of love and power, and He's also given you a sound mind. And in 1 John 4, 18, it says this, it says, such love, and what He's referring to, the love of Jesus Christ to us, He says, such love has no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. Or another translation says, perfect love dries out all fear. So if we are afraid, it is is for the fear of the punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced His perfect love. Christ has come and showered you with love. And that love, if embraced, will drive out fear. And in the place of fear, it will bring faith. He's come to bring you perfect love. And finally, in Psalms 119, verse 105. The Bible says, God, your word is like a lamp unto my feet. It's also like a light unto my path. And if Abraham had just embraced that truth, he would have never left the land of Canaan. Because he would have realized, in the future, it looks like things are bad. It looks like everything is going bad. But God, you have just promised that you're going to be a lamp unto my feet. The thing about being a lamp unto your feet is that you cannot see very far ahead. If you're driving down a road, on a, on a country road on, on a night, you cannot see very far ahead. You can only see as far as your headlights will take you. But yet you trust that road ahead. And God's word is exactly the same for your life. 
you just let His Word guide you and His love guide you and His faith guide you, you will not be able to see a million miles down the road. But you will see enough just to make that next step. And Abraham had left his faith and let fear replace it in his life. Don't become like Abraham. Don't let your fear about your present circumstances direct your life. Fear will drive you right out of the place that God intends for you. Let God's word be a lamp unto your feet. And he will show you the next step in your life. So don't let fear be a factor in your life. Let faith arise in your life. So that you can be everything that God desires you to be. When you have faith, there is no place of fear. And without fear, there is no anxiety. Without fear, selfishness does not have a place. Without fear, you will not hurt people. With faith. God will make you into somebody who you will look at in the mirror and think, wow, is this really who I am? What an incredible human being I am. Let's pray. God, this morning we thank you that you have given us not a spirit of fear, but you have given us one of faith, one of love, and one of a sound mind. And this morning, God, we learn from Abraham. We realize what happens when we let fear grip our hearts. It goes from one bad decision to another. And this morning, God, we may be in this place, and and I know for myself, I've let fear grip my heart at times. And I know the people here today, that there will be those they've let fear grip their hearts. But God, this morning we're asking that you will help us rise in faith so that our faith and the love that you've given to us will drive out all our fears, all our anxieties, all our selfishness. God, we ask you today, help us to be like that. Amen.